0: Services labazi and at one dot uk present the twenty megabyte
1: doctor who podcast Hello and welcome to the twenty megabyte doctor who podcast episode five hundred and sixty six. I'm Adam and Rum 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 here's Kirby Butler Sloan.
2: Ah, uh, hello, I can't find the internet.
1: And Mary Lang.
3: When you say mobile phone, why do you keep pointing to that blue box?
2: <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> I did too.
1: And, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Don, I was going to say something highly amusing, but I forgot what it is. Right, this week we're going to be looking at the bells of St. John and, uh, We may as well begin. So the the episode begins with some some video of this uh, gentleman sort of saying not to phone, essentially not to phone the um, internet helpline, um, etc. A long-winded thing. Oh, for God's sake.
2: No, it's not that. It's to not
1: connect to a particular Wi-Fi. Yes, but um, I don't know why you're so quiet, so I'm just turning it up a bit. Uh, right, yeah, so not to connect to a particular Wi-Fi because you'll be deadied, apparently.
2: Yes, and, and one thing that was very amusing for the next month or so after this episode first came out was you'd often find that out, people would rename their hotspots <laughs>
1: Okay. Anyway, so then we find after watching his little video for a bit that there's um, some little screens with lots and lots of people, sort of trapped in them. And then um, the rather cool title sequence.
2: Excuse me. Uh, I like. get distinct vibes of the uh, of the Wire from the
1: uh, from that one.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I thought about that too. Magpie Electronics.
1: Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Who turn my audio down? I must have lent on it. Hang on. I've got to, I did. I've got to redo the audio now. Right, carry on. <laughs> that was terrible. Right. Right, As to Kirby, uh, say something interesting. Something interesting. Yeah, it's probably a bit stupid to ask you that, wasn't it? That'll do. Anyway, right, so, uh, that's, well, that's why it's so quiet. Now I've got to re- readjust it. This is great podcasting. Are we going right. to start again? No. Right. I'm not going through that again. Good grief. Right, that should be okay now. So the next scene after the ra- rather cool title sequence is a shot of um, a sort of monastery i suppose you'd call it on yes. a sort of outcrop of land um and somebody has put some words in the sea that say cumbria 1207 i hope that they got planning permission to put those words in the sea um but this is we are led to believe that um this is in doubt the cumbria oh, i found that quite interesting because uh, uh, through my family research uh, a branch of the family come from cumbria i don't know where Yeah, a branch of your family comes from everywhere i don't That's know it. if that particular branch was actually in cumbria most of the time. countries in europe i'll be quiet yes ooh. cynicism is what it is but at least i can trace <laughs> who and where and why uh anyway so in the monastery um well to cut a long story short um some monks are running around panicking a little bit uh, um, and they fetch a particular monk that we know very well because there's a bell ringing and the bells of St. John and rather cleverly and rather coolly uh, the bells of St. John, of course, is the TARDIS bell because on the door it's, of the TARDIS it says St. John's Master. Bell. What?
2: Master. Oh. 11 years ago, you admitted that you didn't make that connection.
1: I didn't, know. So I did this time because I knew it yes um, i know i knew it Anyway, so <laughs> and of course there's um a picture in in, in his thing that says run, of 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 clara uh saying run you clever boy and remember um and the next shot is of indeed clara on the phone to the internet i think because she's got issues they've got issues with the family and um the kids that are um trying to i suppose do their homework and all get ready for school or whatever but Clara's phoning the internet helpline and eventually after some you know a long journey from the monastery to this little sort of rock um where beneath that rock is the TARDIS uh the doctor answers the phone and um, has a conversation with Clara he doesn't know it's Clara at this stage um and um yeah so uh That's right. After going through a a sort of elongated conversation about internet um, memes, you know, like reset it and have you tried uh, the password, all sorts of things that people sort of say, have you tried the Wi-Fi, have you tried, you know, all these things. You tried turning it off and back on again? Yeah, that sort (laughs) of thing. They didn't try that one, did they? Um, Oh, they didn't. She said, well, what's the password sort of thing, and they said the letters, and yeah, she said it's not very easy to remember so she spells it out to herself run you clever boy and remember i can't remember the number part of it but that sort of made Master? the the, uh, the doctor quite interested uh, but uh, in the Master, process there's, of this... there's
2: there's another uh hidden thing in that uh at least some people have speculated there's another hidden thing with that password since it's uh runny clever boy and remember one two three this is the third time we've seen Clara.
1: Oh, very good Kirby. Um, oh, well, Oh, here we are. Look, look what I found. Life has been enriched. Um, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Mary. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So, um, on the second attempt to get connected to the Wi-Fi, Clara rather obviously clicks on the bit. She's not supposed to click on. And, um, the doctor sort of rocks up at her house, still wearing his monk's outfit, uh, which uh, freaks Clara out somewhat. Um, but not enough. That it would freak me out. But, but she does eventually close the door on him. And the next scene is um, a lady that still owes me an interview, Celia Imry, uh, playing the, the baddie. Um, who's, oh,
2: have you seen her around the uh, I- island
1: lately? She hasn't been to the Isle of Wight since uh, she refused my interview, to be fair. Uh, now I've said that, she'll probably be walking up the high street. I was like, ah, Celia, do you remember that nine years ago? You promised me an interview. <laughs> um, but she probably won't remember that. But anyway, I don't even know if she's still got a house there, but she's a very busy lady anyway. So she's the baddie, and she's in control of all these people who are nicking um, souls, aren't they, via yeah. this sort of internet thingy? They're spirits, yes. Yeah, spirits. That's in- so all soul spirits. Sure, just
2: taken their faces.
1: Right. Eh?
2: I mean again like the magpie electrics one from the
1: tip oh, yeah. doctor oh, whatever. this is probably a better concept this one to be fair um anyway right so uh meanwhile the doctors back in the still, Tardis. St- still trying to talk to clara via the rather cool ring doorbell of that era uh, which is basically just a, a doorbell with a camera on it and they got a little panel on the wall uh, where uh, clara can converse with the doctor and um eventually he master, goes master um, master master and uh
2: he keeps asking her uh where she got that phone number and we were all speculating wh- who who the woman was in the shop who gave her the number oh yeah and, and uh it was her no i don't know sorry <laughs> no it, it was it was missy no, turned no, out to be missy did
1: it. anyway so the next scene. after there Doc- is a fourth oh. doctor scarf <laughs>
2: How scene. did it, how did it turn out to be How did we know that? How did we find that uh, out? it's directly referenced in uh Dark Dark Water, I believe. No, <clears throat> oh, cool. Uh-huh. Anyway, right. So on the doctor's there, there is a there is a fourth doctor's scarf hanging
1: on the wall in their um uh, in that front room. Thank you for that. Maybe they're fans. Anyway. So um or maybe Osgood's been there and just left it behind. Anyway, so Mayor um what's her name again? Clara, right. There's a little girl that sort of uh, creepy girl, the creepy girl comes downstairs and. Um, well, um, she's uh, the woman on the cover of um, Summer Falls by Amy. Oh, sorry, Amelia Williams. That's interesting. <clears throat> uh, interesting book. Amelia and, uh, Williams. What an interesting yeah, name. Yeah. Um, anyway, she's a little girl on the cover of that. Anyway, her head rather creepily turns around and um, something happens to Clara. The Doctor, meanwhile, changes into his beautiful new costume, of which I had it. I nearly had a chance of buying it, but it was very expensive. Um, and then uh, goes into the house and finds uh, essentially dead Clara on the floor. So she's done it again. She's getting Not better. Dead. Not dead yet. And um, he, um, well, he gets her back by um, jamming the signal, I suppose, to the internet people uh, after a lot of keyboard fighting. Did you notice a slight similarity between the, the robot thing and the ones in the other um, Moffat story, uh, the Silence in the Library drone thingies where the head turns round? Did you notice yes. a similarity?
2: Yes, I noticed a similarity when you mentioned it 11 years ago.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there, oh.
2: There's all kinds of copycat things in this story. Ah, <laughs> okay. Anyway, so Doctor Saves. He's, he's not a very original writer after after his first flings. With with
1: fame, okay. he tends to repeat himself. But did you do fame mm-hmm. as well? Was that the one with Irene Cara or the one with <laughs> what? <laughs> or was she in both series, I can't, or the film and series? I can't remember. Anyway, so uh, meanwhile, um, uh, Celia and Marie is, is plotting away with her little cronies while the Doctor is um, start, still trying to work out by writing stuff down who Clara Oswald is interestingly what as clara recovers he um provides her uh, with most of a pack of jammy dodgers um and, and um and
2: master master yes? i would think it would be rather unsanitary to leave a half-eaten <laughs>
1: yeah i thought about that he's <laughs> like, the doctor it it's and hard. it's pre-covid um anyway so so eventually uh, <laughs> no it was,
2: pre, it was pre pre-covid when i made the note about that uh 11 years ago
1: too okay anyway it still um, doesn't seem right (laughs) it's the doctor he doesn't have germs anyway um so he's making a gadget and um this gadget is i don't know it's monitoring what's going on with the the internet people and um eventually after some faffing around and conversations uh clara comes into the tardis but eventually it's a bit quite a lot goes on between then and then in regards to conversations and uh, a plane and appear.
2: interestingly this time she doesn't say it's
1: no because the doctor interrupts her. anyway this plane is approach... no she
2: says it's it's bigger on the inside she doesn't say it's smaller on i thought the, outside, the doctor said it's one.
1: bigger on yes yes i know it's bigger on the inside i'm pretty sure that's what he said as they got in i don't think no, she said it says well. it yes he says it did you not hear what i just said right that's it where's my... where's odie oh my god there's a hole and it. Oh, it's a divot so i just got distracted by the cricket uh anyway so this plane is heading for them and uh, the doctor said right quickly into the blue box and it's uh, bigger on the inside etc cetera, etc cetera, and they they sort of get onto the plane and um, master what it i have the script in front of me clara says bigger on the inside actually bigger i don't care um i got it right i'm not taking any notice of what you said uh right then so anyway so the they go onto the plane and save the he day. says it as well I don't but care. she says she says it
2: okay. two lines later so she does what you anyway, know mary well that's because he's shouting
3: at her to you know to kind of get past that yes. you know wow moment he's yes. shouting it out you know yes. i know because yeah,
1: they're in a rush you see to save the plane and the i thought they were in the tardis not a rush to save the plane and the people from a, a crash. So anyway, they save the plane and the people. Uh, I love the way that um, a Fez is used, used sorry to to collect um, money from the from the uh, general public as they come out of the TARDIS uh, and the Doctor's ride in this rather cool motorbike, um, who which actually rides out of the TARDIS, which is, again rather cool. Uh, anyway, so off they get. They're riding around London. And, oh no, I just noticed something. Oh, that's quite interesting there's a reflection on the doctor's crash helmet of what looks like camera equipment it's the crew yes it's the crew and it's cameras you you didn't believe me 11 years ago when i told you that that was there the first time i've noticed it um anyway so um eventually the doctor and clara and uh, sort of end up in this sort of roof cafe thing while the doctors sort of Using a laptop and whatnot by St Paul's Cathedral. Actually, funny enough, um, didn't know there was one.
2: I believe and... that Tim Drury went went to that location
1: yeah.
2: and and found out that they've done some some green screen stuff or something because you can't see the things that you can that you can see in the show.
1: Oh, okay. Hang on, somebody's just got six runs. Oh no, that's just the end of the innings. Oh, and they got six runs. Oh, one of the one of somebody, in the, uh, somebody in the audience caught the ball. Sorry. Uh, right then. Um, where do we get up to? So eventually, Clara talks uh, the Doctor into allowing her to do all the computer stuff, while he goes in and uh, interacts with some people who are basically talking to him through Celia Emery. So Celia Emory has a, an access through these people to just talk to him. Um, I like the the one where he goes up to the bloke. Who's you know basically selling the coffee and, and whatnot and his sort he's got his sort of um, Mediterranean accent and then he sorts into this posh accent uh, and then he goes back to his Mediterranean and this the only one I didn't think was very good was the little girl in the pink um, jacket she didn't she was a bit wooden I felt everybody else was all right um, and the, I felt it was obvious newsreader was newsreader was going to speak to him as well. You know, so did what, everyone um, in the everyone in London see that newsreader speaking like yes, that? Yes, probably. But like, as they're all sort of taken over by Celia Imrie, um, who uh, who's beautifully smug in the whole of this this episode, by the way, until the bit near the end. Uh, it uh, it didn't really matter, did it? Anyway, so another great scene is when uh, the the Doctor emerges, or we think it's the Doctor initially, from this uh, cafe place, and um, he starts talking to Clara. And his head starts revolving. And, um, well, we know then that Clara's going to be deaded again, uh, but not dead. And she's inside the, the system looking scared. The doctor's quite cross at this point and starts sort of... He, I am surprised he didn't get done the speed he was going on those uh, London uh, motorway roads. that You can't do that on, on London motorway roads. Anyway, he's got his eye on the Shard. Master? What? He, he mentions that uh,
2: uh, in his conversation outside of the Shard that he used the motorbike in the uh, Antigrav Olympics. This is the second time he's referenced the Antigrav Olympics. The uh, Tenth Doctor referenced it in
1: the Olympic uh, story. Splendid. Anyway, so he rides up the the side of the Shard and then just ends up in C. Henry's office with his his feet up on on the table. Uh, So doctorish, to be fair. There, and, are, uh, there are
2: no offices on that
1: floor, by I the way. I don't give a tinker's cuss. It's a science <laughs> fiction fantasy TV show. Anyway, it's a beautiful yes, scene. Yes, but, but I, I, I am a, pe- a pedant. It's a beautiful scene uh, between um, Matt Smith and Cedar Emery um, in the office. I, I, I like it very much indeed. Um, hang on, let's move on. What's happening next? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, we and are then moving The doctor, this faster the doctor than... be quiet. The doctor <laughs> takes control of his sort of avatar sort of uh, what the what we call those things those, those robots look like that she got lots of pe- little people in again the tesselector isn't it something like that Tess Electra, yes. yes so it's sim- similar to this tesselector but it's not got lots of people in it anyway he takes control of it and uh, he then <coughs> ups the, the um because one of uh, cem little cronies is sort of thinking oh we only way we can get her out because uh, she's been uploaded uh, Celia, the doctor sorted out a little job for her to be uploaded to this system and the only way of saving her of course is by shutting it down and downloading everybody uh, I did think at the time that how that works, you would have thought if, if the bodies have been, they're dead, they could download them back to the bodies and I think there was reference that the, not everybody would be able yes there to was reference yeah. right
3: right there was you know. yeah but some, some of, of the them could so that was to... the
1: important part with yeah. it some some of them could be saved um unlike um obviously uh, the songs and library and some other moffat stories where everybody lives so he, he, ups, the, um, obe- be he ups the obedience levels and um he gives the command to download everybody and then obviously clara's okay because she's only just been uploaded and stuff and then we see that, which looks really cool, um, the face of the great Intelligence, which is obviously richard um, with a load of sort of weird graphics, which I have used quite a lot in this episode, these sort of, sort of interconnected graphics, which I use. Yes,
2: uh, I, I uh, posted a link to a little article about that.
1: Which is supposed to represent the, you know, the, the internet, I suppose, and, and the, mm-hmm. uh, the web. Remember the Web of Fear? in um it was a story we reviewed a few years ago now uh, based in the london underground and we meet a certain character called uh is it the Lithbridge, great intelligence <laughs> <Stewart>. <laughs> i think don't meet yeah i think great intelligence but i thought we met them that later anyway but it was quite clever that they used this web graphic uh to create it also the internet didn't exist back then which i think that's quite clever Uh, I don't care what you lot say, because what I say is right. Anyway, it's Richard E. Richard E. is the great. Why why, why would I not think it's clever? Because you're Kirby and you're pedantic. And (laughs) um, anyway, so. um, uh, Yeah, so Celia is back and um, next time we see her, she's uh, she's forgotten everything like a lot of them have. A A lot of people revert to their they're reset, so they 're sort of they're working for this company, and then suddenly they wake up and they should be delivery men or or all sorts of other jobs and celia 's character is a little girl, which is my mummy and daddy uh, and stuff like that, uh, which is quite good so that 's essentially the end of the story part of it, but the next part of it, of course is Clara being persuaded to join the doctor and her not being Wanted to sort of dive in on the first one that he's got to come back the next day and ask her and stuff like that. Um, and she, he's obviously a bit obsessed with it, to be fair, but not necessarily in the way that most uh, red blooded men would be. He's in the uh, way that why is there uh, several Claras in the universe? So, oh, I mean, b- go, b- before, before, this, before this episode aired, there was a prequel
2: where he actually goes back and uh, is kind of following her.
1: Oh, was it? I haven't seen that prequel. Um, name again? Yeah, I posted a it? link but, to it. I, I, I haven't seen that pre prequel. Nothing coming
0: through. Curious, I sure, seen sure, that sure. Pre- hang
1: on, Hang on, we got an issue. There we go. Nothing coming through uh, comment-wise for some reason. I can't see any anyway on both the uh, both the watchable feed and the one I'm providing. So. Thanks, everyone. Oh, we've got three viewers, though. That's always quite good. Anyway, right, so back to what I think of this episode. I absolutely love this. I think it was really good fun. Um, There may be the, the usual, typical Doctor Who stuff that don't make sense. Wouldn't be Doctor Who without it, would it? But I can't even think of anything. I just enjoyed... The timey wiminess of it, I, I quite like the setup. I like the, the web idea being integrated into a, um, a great intelligence story. The cameo by Richard E. having Celia Imre in Doctor Who, because I seem to remember talking to her. When I was trying to get an interview with her, I said the podcast about Doctor Who, and she said she hadn't been in it. And I said, uh, how could that, How's that then? How come? You know, and then after that, she's in it. She's great. Um, obviously, uh, I have to agree with Mr. M that. Uh, um, that Jenna Louise Coleman is absolutely gorgeous and she's a great actress too and she really lights up the screen. I don't think, and I'm going to look back at this in a few, uh, well, maybe a couple of years' time when um, Clara eventually goes. I don't necessarily I think that it's, oh, they're making the, the the Clara Who show. I just think she lights up the screen a lot. She's very sort of, you know, oh, good, Clara's on the screen now, unless you don't like Clara, which you go, I don't want to watch it. So, um there's a sort of degree of silliness, but it's Matt Smith's Doctor, and I think that's part, just part of the uh, the package with him. Uh, but on the whole, I I just really enjoyed it. I mean, I I'm, I didn't expect to like it before. I probably liked it last time I watched it. It's probably proof of the pudding that it, it's a good little tale. And uh, yeah. yes, you did like it last time as well. Did I? Yes. Well, I, I'm I'm surprised. That because obviously um, everybody hates Moffat, don't they? But this is a really good one. I, I, I quite liked this particular tale. Um, I actually liked the previous one as well, to be fair. So I was expecting not to like this one because we're we're reviewing an era that we consider generally to be a load of rubbish. Uh, so Kirby, what did you think? It's not necessarily a load load of rubbish. Uh, I I
2: actually like this one a little less than I liked it eleven years ago. Um, I. And oddly, 11 years ago, I was going, I was saying, oh, the the whole business with uh, doing the Doctor Who joke over and over and over again. Yeah, so that's I, the I, only
1: thing. I agree with huh? you on that. I don't, I'm finding that really irritating, the Doctor yeah. Who thing. It goes on for, for the next few years, but we're just going to have to put it behind us because it's going to be there. But ignoring the Doctor but, Who reference. Well, I, I, I wasn't finished with my thought. Oh, go
2: on then. I was saying... That 11 years ago, I, I'm gushing on, on the podcast going, hey, you know, sometimes the Doctor Who thing is annoying, but this one wasn't bad. No, I now tell myself from 11 years ago, it
1: is yes, annoying, yes,
2: this was bad.
1: Yeah, it is annoying. It's done slightly better than they have done in previous stories in which they have brought it in, like, you know, the Dorian bit, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. And all that oh, kind of yeah. Stuff. That, that was the one well, I point think I think he put it in there as part of this uh, the incognito doctor thing that he was trying to introduce to wipe the memories of the existence of the doctor so he could hide away. Um, well, well, but it is very irritating. Stephen Moffat, yeah. if you're listening, which you won't be, it is irritating. Please don't well, the, do it again. What makes
3: it so irritating for me is that he keeps encouraging her to say it. He goes, oh, yeah. say it, yeah, no, say I
1: it. it's ridiculous, I, isn't it?
3: I thought he was not liking, you know, that being said, but here yeah. he was coaxing it out of yeah. her.
1: So I, that, that was, he, was, he said he yeah. liked her saying it, didn't he? For some reason. Mm-hmm. Well, the, there there
2: was another episode. It may have been. It may have been the one that uh, Dorian was saying it as well, where you see the shot of him in the TARDIS control room, and he says it to himself and smiles smugly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so he he was he yeah. was liking so it we're anyway. So we're just gonna
1: what we're gonna do now is we're just gonna establish that it's bloody annoying and just not mention it again. Well, not too much anyway. <laughs> all right, because otherwise we'll all be talking about how annoying this Doctor Who reference is. Mm-hmm. The trouble is, it comes at the beginning of every single episode. It just comes up with the title saying Doctor Who. What can you do? We, just yeah. Shall yeah. I just say the twenty megabyte <clears throat> podcast just to make it. <laughs> anyway, the,
2: the, this story has some good good bits it's got some really great one-liners i almost did the uh did the one about doing the victory roll in the in the plane would a victory roll be show too showy offy yeah Uh, i didn't like the spoon heads they're stupid looking uh and the the concept of uh sucking people's souls out it's a science fiction fantasy tv program that's fine uh and uh, I think I wonder if if she reset. She apparently kept her. Um, if if uh, Clara reset, she apparently kept her computer savvy stuff. Because when she's splintered later, obviously the the uh, Oswin one in the Dalek is very computer savvy whereas this this particular story starts out and she knows nothing about computers. Apparently there's some point where she thinks only one person at a time can be connected to Kirby. the Wi-Fi.
1: Kirby, <laughs> I think I have an explanation for this. A very loose explanation, but what I, I was think thinking Dr. of... I Dr. you
3: know, because she was in the computer, because she that was that's in it. she knows... Yes, that.
1: she was actually in the yes. internet. And that's yeah. where she got her... She absorbed yeah, yes. all this information yes, from yes. other now, people, including... Yes, doctor.
2: I agree, that, but everyone was reset... Yeah, too but fast she,
1: yeah, but she retained it as she came Apparently, back. Apparently, yes. i got no problem with that. It's I Clara, don't have a
2: problem with it. She said there's something I'm, different I'm about her. I'm giving you the explanation.
1: I know, but there's something different about her, isn't there? That's, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah they're,
3: they're, they're setting her up to be very special.
1: Yes. Because essentially, even the splintered Claras have traveled with the doctor, even if they don't know it. Yes. Hello. Oh, gag me. Gag me. <laughs> <laughs> If they haven't well, travelled with her, they've watched time, over him. But they have. I, I, they, they're, 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 there's an extra dimensional element to Clara. She's not quite like any other human being. She's got TARDIS-y things in her, sort of, cause she's yeah. she okay, was,
2: okay, so so I don't. I like this story. I don't like it as much as I liked it um, eleven years ago, and I am still go in this particular watching. I'm still fairly enthusiastic about Clara and she's not annoying yet.
1: Okay. I don't Even though I know she will be. Okay. Well, she's only going to be written that way if she is. It's not her fault. Um, Okay. Back to uh, Clara. I forgot what I was going to say now. No, I'm done with my. No, I forgot what I was going to say. Damn. Okay. Well, I'm not going to linger on what I forgot to say. Uh, right then. So uh, with that in mind, uh, the live feed after me wondering if anybody was watching because I was actually thinking of not doing it anymore. I was thinking, so, right, we're not going to do the live feed. We're going to do three more. Or what Now we're going to stop because, um, you know, I, but then we've got three people watching. Ooh. Lillian Robin says, sorry, I'm late. Not good enough, Lillian. And Terry Miles says, evening, everybody. No, it doesn't go like that, Terry. It's so here it is. Merry Christmas. Everybody's having fun. (laughs) They're not there yet. And uh, that leads us very segulariously. That's a good word, isn't it? Into racial souls. It's Mary. (laughs)
3: Um, Yeah, I'm of two minds about this episode. Um, I, I sort of agree with you, Adam. You know, it's just a lot of fun. Um, so you, you just kind of have to sit back and just let it wash over you and, and kind of enjoy it. But if you look at it a little more closely, as we have been doing in little bits here, we see that it's very derivative. I mean, there's so many repetitive things that have been in other Moffat stories. Yeah. Um, so it's not terribly original. Um <laughs> And what it amounts to is just a lot of uh, unrelated, crazy episodes of Moffat-loving stuff. I mean, you can just see this has got Moffat written all over it, um, the way he likes to to play things, you know, for humor and, and you know, using old stuff. Um, and, and what I'm wondering is, what was the point, point of this episode? It seems to be that it's it's just all about getting to know this companion, that's all. Um, there isn't much else going on, um, and and I'm struck that for the first time um, the doctor is is pursuing a companion. I can't remember, you know, in the past in the classic or even going into the future, that the doctor actively pursues a companion like he is with her. Um, so I, I you know I don't know if that's good or bad or whatever, but it, it is. Um, it's creepy. <laughs> okay, yeah, he does because he sits outside where she lives, and you know, I, I don't. And he follows her, which you say uh, Kirby happens in those prequels. Um, so I'm thinking, yeah, and they're they're really setting her up to be something extraordinary. So um, I guess we just need to follow along and see what happens because I'm trying not to. You know, I'm trying not to let feelings of future episodes. <laughs> color, you know, how I feel about this one. Um, <clears throat> and when we're ready, I want to bring up something um, for us to discuss. Can I do it now? Yeah. Um, I took uh, I followed up on Kirby's uh, providing a link to or telling me where to find Doctor Who Am I. Um, so I went and I and I watched it um and a statement made by um Siegel, is it joel Siegel, whatever his name is the guy who made um because this this that episode uh, doctor who am i is about the writer of the um doctor who movie um yeah. and which there's two things everybody hates about the doctor who movie and it comes yeah. over um one is that he's half human and the other is you know, in quotes the kiss, how you know he he and and his companion in the movie um kiss and are acting romantic um and so they talked a little bit about why those things are so bothersome to the uh, um, fans and all that and and something that Siegel says really hit me hard and he says that um the doctor kissing and having a relationship with a companion um the doctor then doesn't belong to everyone he belongs to just one to that one person and so all of us that are reacting in you know horror or Um, you know, outrage, whatever, you know, that we have a doctor who is having a relationship with a companion. It really reflects back on us and the hurt that we feel that the doctor no longer belongs to us. Or, you know, we can't imagine being with a doctor and that because now he has chosen someone and that's going to be his focus. So we feel left out. Um, And I think that that was is that the most amazing statement and realize that maybe that's where I come from. Um, and so that's why I wanted to get Deb's input on that too. It's like, is is that what makes us so upset? Is that what bothers us is now
1: he doesn't belong to us anymore. He just belongs to that one companion that he has a relationship with. Yeah. That would and probably tie in with a Rose situation as well, wouldn't it? Well,
3: sort of because his relationship with Rose started to be, get annoying um, you know, and then she was gone. And I think we were kind of glad to see Rose go, <laughs> just like we're going to be glad to see Clara go. Um, and, and my question is, is that really true? Is that how we feel that that now, you know, he's he's
1: not ours anymore when he has a companion relationship? Possibly. does not bother me. But yes, I can guess that that could be um, something. I hated
2: it. how the doctor treated uh, treated Martha
1: true yeah, cause he he he'd he, he he got hurt, didn't he by the his um his feelings for rose and he he realized yeah. that it's not fun being in love with your companion, yeah,
3: so you can imagine any of us in in Martha's situation you know that the doctor would be kind of rude and dismissive of us because he's in love with uh you know with whatever companion he's in love with at the time. Um, So I'm just wondering, you know, for me, it really hit me. It's like, oh, my gosh, is that me, too? Because do I have, you know, some some place in my heart, the thought that, you know, I can continue a fantasy thinking, you know, any day (laughs) the doctor could show up and I could travel with him? Well, do I want to be Martha?
1: (laughs) That was a good point. Don't forget it, though, Mary, just in case um, Debbie doesn't listen to the show and uh, it's it's worth re-raising. Uh, Yeah, I'd like
3: to hear her thoughts and I'd like to have anybody um, that's on the live feed Mm. um, put in their idea. All uh, all of the three people
1: that are on the live feed, Mary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all of two or three people. Well, Lillian Robin says, don't stop the live feed. It's my favorite ray of experience in the podcast.
3: Oh, okay. Well hey Lillian, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, did what I just say now, you know, did does that hit for you too? Mm,
1: we'll find out. Hopefully it'll answer. But on that will then fall into the, the, the bracket of feedback, which is quite appropriate because Kirby requested some, didn't you, Kirby?
2: Yes, okay. And I've I've got it all refreshed. I've got everywhere. it all. I've got it all Oh, that's
1: a different song altogether, isn't it? <laughs>
2: Uh, Andy Nunny says stand-up ironing. Uh, I posted a link to the prequel uh, and I also posted a link to a very short article uh, where someone dug out where they got the source code that was uh, being plastered all over the screens. I also uh, posted (laughs) a picture of the publicity photo where they're on the the uh, Tim's Embankment versus what was on the show. They moved around a little bit. Sometimes feel, Kirby, that you've got far too much time in your hands. I only did this it's 57 minutes ago. Okay. <laughs> I will not read Captain Kirk's thing. You say that Miles. every
1: bloody time. I will not. Re- just don't mention it at all. Oh,
2: when I don't mention it, you then say, don't read it. Oh, no, so... I don't.
1: No, I don't. Carry on. <laughs> yes, yeah. No,
2: I don't. Uh, uh, Terry Miles posts a picture of a uh, police telephone box, which is not a, a TARDIS one, it's still
1: blue. Uh, Mr. M.
2: Oh, hey, let me. Find... I was
1: giving up doing the audio feedback. That didn't last long, did it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He says, I don't know where I am. The Bells of St.
2: John by Stephen Moffat. He didn't do a funny spelling of
1: Stephen Moffat. That's weird. What an odd title for
2: this episode. It doesn't really sum the story
1: about. What? He did do a funny spelling of Stephen Moffat. Reread it.
2: Hello. The Bells of St. John by Stephen Moffat.
1: Do you really spell Stephen like that? Kirby?
2: you can I don't know I don't oh recall
1: how, how Moffat does well it certainly not like that okay fine I've never known even Americans spelling Stephen S-T-E-V-A-N yeah no we, we don't spell it like that thank you Mary oh I missed the bell button you would have got a ding then if I'd hit it properly <laughs> what an odd title for this episode
2: it really doesn't it doesn't really sum the story up that much The episode is, to all intents and purposes, a season opener. Despire (laughs) falling mid-season. There 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 you go. Oh, if I may do an aside. Apparently, uh, the BBC was uh, was complaining about some some reviewers calling it a season opener. Right when it wasn't uh okay back to mr m there's yeah. a nice fresh feeling about this episode evil wi-fi is a good idea i think miss Kizlet is particularly good oh, is. and the spoonheads have a nice design yeah i do think the threat is resolved much too easily and of course the great intelligence is really behind it all can anyone think of any other examples where the same villain appears in consecutive stories mm-hmm. i'll, I'll miss look eventually missy was in several, was in several stories I'm, I'm, I'm just talking to myself yeah, blast, i I, I, well, I will research that
1: later no you won't yeah i will <laughs> i'll I, i'll dog ear it for now Ooh. Ooh. I, I've, I've just realized so i'm I just uh coming up um when we do doctor who news i can kill two birds with one stone find out how later in the show back to gerby back to mr m
2: <laughs> jenna coleman is hot Yes, <laughs> it's, a, it's a shame Clara Three is the weakest Clara we've seen so far. Mm. Her character mostly consists of the mystery of who she is, a mystery which Clara Three is not aware of and does not partake in, which puts her a step away from the audience. Perhaps it would have worked a lot better if she'd known that she was the woman twice dead. Anyway, Eleven and Clara work together well enough, and and the antigrav bike is fun. I give this a 7.5 out of 10. Good episode, but nothing spectacular. Next time, the long song.
1: Cool. And then I post, yeah. I posted a picture of the fourth Doctor scarf in the front room. How wonderful! Thank you so much for that, which is another link, link into um, me killing two birds with one stone later on in the show. Stay tuned. Um, right. So, uh, oh yes, that. you know when we were watching these episodes, and of course there was the initial introduction of Oswin Oswald in the um, that. Um, Asylum of the Daleks episode and of course then we have the snowmen and the other mysterious 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 um, Claranus and then we got this one Um, the rest of the sort of little hints that they put in to Clara's time in the show felt like they went on for a while but they actually get sort of but they lead into an episode at the end of this series which is only like a few episodes away I thought that was quite interesting when I thought back on it because once, once we find out who she is then we're into the you know the anniversary special which is, I'm really looking forward to uh, and then it's the Capaldi era so um, yeah, I, I, it's all done and dusted up to that point So anyway, moving on oh sorry, is that's is that, is that bit done isn't it oh I thought it was I just talked to myself right Mary Love, I'll send you some blurb over you did yes let me sing. You don't have to sing. That's fine. Unless, <laughs> unless it was a song they sent, of course. And then carry on. Are you sure you sent something to me? I did. Shall I send it again?
3: By messenger? Because I don't have a. I never got a notification. And going yeah, there, I, I don't see. I actually didn't get a
1: notification that it's sent. Funny enough, but I'll have a look. Uh, what's your name again? Mary. Unless I send it to someone else, that would be kind of embarrassing, <laughs> wouldn't it? Surprise! <laughs> 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 some random person. No, don't going. Sent it to you? I'll repaste it and see what happens. Yeah, I'll repaste it. There we go.
3: you got it twice uh, now. There
2: it is. There's
3: my
1: notification. I heard that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. By the way, uh, Robert mm-hmm. also provided some feedback. Yep, I guess read who's that. reading that? Me. Correct.
1: Well, hang on. Okay. There you go. When, When you're ready. Oh, hang on. Uh, somebody's just come on the line and wants to say something. know, uh, Where is it? Here we go. Hi,
2: everybody. I'm John Barrowman, Captain Jack Harkness. Hello. And you are listening to the 20 megabyte Doctor Who podcast. Thank you, John. Right. Sorry. Carry on, Mary. Yeah. And, and I was just looking at my uh, welcome sign that's signed by him this morning going,
1: wow, I met him. Got that signature. Oh, well, that's cool. That's I've cool. I've got my Funko Pop signed by him and a, a picture with him. Uh, does that count for anything? What do you think, Colin?
0: Hello there. This is Colin Baker, and you are listening to the 20 megabyte Doctor Who podcast. And doesn't make... I'll do it again.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah, sorry, Mary. Okay,
3: here I go. <clears throat> There was a prequel to this one, the doctor hanging around in a children's play area. Please don't do this at home. He is chatted up by a small human female who says if he's looking for something that he has lost, he should find a nice quiet place to think and it would help him find what he has lost. That explains the monastery, but not the TARDIS hidden in a cave a long way from the monastery. Watch out what free Wi-Fi you connect to. Here we have a horror story about Wi-Fi. This is coming true. There are so many people who walk around with their minds stuck inside their phones. Why are the monks not speaking Latin? Just saying. It's a science fiction fantasy TV program. (laughs) R-U-C-B-A-R-1-2-3. How many people used that as their password? Yeah, I wonder if there are a lot of people. I'm sure there's
1: plenty of numpties that do. it.
3: That's Celia Emery, one of the rebel pilots from the Star Wars franchise. Indeed. Oh, dear. The magic stick that sorts out everything strikes again. That's the great intelligence again. Still around after being beaten in the 60s story, The Web of Fear. Linda didn't like this one. The great intelligence confused her.
1: I found it to be all right, not one of the best, but okay. Yes, yeah, so I do I do confuse a lot of people, Linda, so don't worry. Don't get offended. Please stick, continue listening to the show.
3: <laughs> oh, no, next up, the singing one. You all know the words, so we hope you sing along. If I'm lucky, I'll be in Wales for this one and miss the
2: podcast.
1: Just Linda make sure and, that uh, there aren't any sheep around.
2: Yep. That's wait until end. you hear my uh, review of that one next time. Because
1: I've oh, changed I am completely. I
2: cannot
1: wait, Kirby. Well, I can't. I
2: wait. have changed my opinion on that one completely.
1: Oh, God. Oh, right. my. i was very surprised. There's something wrong with the internet. I just wondered if uh, Andy Nunny and pressed the wrong link. And because I haven't got anything from Andy this week, which is very unusual. Yeah. So Maybe Andy's been uploaded... Uh, um, but uh, was neglected to be downloaded for this particular uh, feature. Right, but then, he was, was standing
2: I? up ironing.
1: He was he, always standing up ironing. Uh, I still haven't recovered from the rather shocking view I got. Uh, anyway, I was trying to find my Priority Jingles folder, but you put me off. Priority Jingles, there we go, because I'm going to have to play a Priority Jingle. This one. Oh, no, not that one. Sorry. <laughs> this one.
0: Hello, trying to make that podcast, is in Kirk. Hello, Ian. The bells of St. John by Stephen Moffat.
1: The bells of St. John?
0: It's 12.07. Oh, the bells. Clara has trouble with her internet connection. Yeah, don't we all? I think we all know what that's like.
1: Yeah, so I knocked mine <coughs> out this
0: afternoon. Tom Baker once did it to be a monk, but gave it up. How did Clara manage to phone 1207? It's a science fiction fantasy TV <laughs> programme. Mo Bush was a computer expert, but it was never mentioned again. So with Clara's downloaded knowledge. Clara has read a book by Amelia Williams. They had screens with 98 people trapped in the cloud. Yes. I wonder how they did that. I suppose the BBC has plenty of such clips. Doctor Who has a history of scientific and technological menaces. How do you crash a motorbike through a window if you're riding up the side of a building? I just did. Bye well, for now.
2: Thank you. In, y- you in, know in, how you can a motorbike that way? Where? It's a science fiction fantasy TV
1: program, yeah, that's that, how. That's obvious explanation, isn't it, Kirby? Yes. Yeah. OK, moving on to the next segment of the show. First of all, seeing if anybody... Oh, no, that's not... was Oh, I thought somebody might have said something, but... Oh, they have. Oh, OK, right then. Wait. OK, we've got... Uh... You want me to read... Uh... No, you can do, Roberts, after I've done the um, updated the live feed comments. Uh, so prepare yourself, Kirby, you're on next. Uh, Lily Raman says, No, I never felt that way about the Doctor re the kiss and half human thing um yes but Rob, um, lillian I her robin lillian uh were you um aware of the history of doctor who leading up to the kiss that you viewed at that time because that does have an impact on it and then you can get a funko pop of yourself for real i know um that's been available for a while but i would like to have one um thank you i just left a little um, link for pop yourself funko but quite expensive i haven't bought a funko pop. last funko pop i bought was um oh it might have been a uh, sulu from star trek so i could get it signed by the legendary george takei um,
2: the last American ones i bought were
1: canine sarah jane and the first doctor yes but i bought a funko pop specifically to get it signed by george takei and the interesting thing about that well not interesting the I suppose it's not interesting, that when the shop I bought it from, I was their first customer and that was the first thing they sold in that shop, and it's on TikTok, and I got the Funko Pop signed by George Takei and I've got to film it, even though it's all a bit fuzzy and out of focus. So, yes, I, I, I've got a particular uh, fondness for George Takei, because he's an eccentric and lovely chap. Right then, go on and do Robert's comments.
2: Uh, I won't be able to make it tonight uh so, sorry show shari. <laughs> we've got the plumber coming around first thing tomorrow morning
1: ridiculous excuse
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> to change the laundry
1: trough is it about reviews. australians guess, you know excuses. i wonder if
2: that plumber is the same plumber who uh showed up at the end of the episode uh the guy came as a plumber and he turned out to be the expert uh he, with the cloud stuff anyway dr who seriously I'm going to throw a brick through my TV at some stage. Stop it. Stop it, Muppet. It isn't funny. It stopped being funny eons ago. <laughs> this is the first time I'd seen I've seen it in ages and time hasn't made me change my mind. These were at the time sold as big adventures, each one an experience like a mini movie. Remember they all got posters? Not the second half of the series, no they didn't. Uh, I think we got the bike to fool us into thinking there was a lot of action in it. The effects aren't too bad and still mostly look okay 10 years later. Can you believe it was that long ago? It was 11 years, sorry. Is that Celia Emery, Adam's neighbor, that I spot? You never know. They they might just bump into each other at the supermarket. So we're (laughs) continuing the theme as to just who Clara is. Do we really care? Not one of my favorite periods of the show. We'll see how I feel about next week's. You never know. I may change my mind.
1: Thank you, Robert. Uh, anyway, right, so that moves us on to the next segment of the show, which is... Oh, shall we do the... Um, oh, I'm going to do um, sort of sponsors. Right, so whowon.co.uk. Is that whowon.co.uk? Still going. An Isle of Wight company providing a, a service to Doctor who fans in relation to audios, books, and fun stuff relating to Doctor Who. There is... Ooh! Ooh! Kirby! Wait. I might have to get this. It's the 14th Doctor's Sonic Screwdriver. Oh, it's so cool. It's a cross between the um, 11th Doctor's Sonic Screwdriver and the 10th Doctor's Sonic Screwdriver. That's been out for a few weeks. Oh, shut up, you. How do you know every (laughs) single listener to this show knows that? (laughs) These are rather cool, though. Uh, yeah, so uh, priced 18 99 Now, uh, you can purchase that from uk, And they Is do... Is <laughs> ...to outside the UK. Right, then. Um, other stuff uh, um, coming under the latest products. About. Oh, actually, can I just know, because I've thought of something, can I, uh, just rewind slightly. Kirby. Uh, Mary, sorry, Kirby, I was talking to Mary. Mary, yes. has, has anybody uh, in the, uh, the world of uh, audio Enjoyment uh, suggested to you that you may uh, be employed one as a voiceover artist, but two, even more specially, as a audio book um, narrator. No, yes, no, right. not a at- why? <laughs> why do you say because, that? Um, you read uh, uh, so eloquently. I think you should be an audio book narrator. So, anybody oh. out there who uh, requires people to narrate audiobooks Mary Lang I'd also put forward uh, a friend of mine who is a voiceover artist that's uh, Heather McCallum uh, who does our, our sort of disclaimer at the end of the episode that's not her normal reading voice by the way that's a special disclaimer voice that she puts on and uh, she's a very nice lady she's one of my friends right well, then thank you. So Good I appreciate that a big What did you I say? I said thank you I appreciate that you should do shouldn't she shouldn't she Kirby Oh, go go back yes. to sleep, That's right. Anyway, yes. so uh, Origin Stories uh, by Sophie Aldred et al., uh, which says, We all change when you think about it. We're different people all through our lives. A little bit of blurb under that one. I think it's a book. It is. Uh, Teeth of Ice, Andrew Lane Audio. Dan Starkey reads a brand new adventure in the 1990s Antarctica for the Eighth Doctor as played by, oh, sorry, on TV by Paul McGann. Uh, And Thy Zygon Invasion, which is a novel um, uh, with the Twelfth Doctor. Uh, All these things coming soon. Oh, no, they're out now. Brand new. Coming soon, though. Um, All valuable pre-order via whoone.co.uk are some Torchwood stories, which only count if uh, our friend of the show, Gareth David Lloyd, is in them. But there's Among Us 2 and Among Us 3. I presume there's an Among Us 1 around somewhere uh that also once and future two artist at the end of time and once and future three genius of war and then second doctor james robert mccrimmon i nearly said that wrong uh featuring uh somebody who i wanted to get to fancy con but he's doing another doctor who event uh, um at the same time but i've got a couple of his friends to come along instead um yes so that's uh i presume fraser Hines. Doing the voice of the second Doctor and himself. Well, himself as Jamie. Um, Sixth Doctor, Purity Unbound. And Unit Nemesis 4, Masters of Time. Featuring somebody I cuddled. Or cuddled me, which I, depending on which way you want to look at it. And War Master <laughs> 9, a solitaire, a Solitary Confinement. Featuring, um, you know, the, 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 the War Master... That's played by um, somebody whose name cannot be pronounced by Americans. Derek. Jacobi. Derek Jacobi. Right then. (laughs) (laughs) You mean Jacobi? (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yes. You mean (laughs) Hadoki? Yeah, yeah, so there's loads of other things, like I say, the CDs, DVDs, toys and gifts. And uh playing cards, gifts and vouchers, Torchwood, Sarah Jane of Edges, Bernice Summerfield, and all sorts of stuff. Blake Seven, another series. So it's a great website. So visit it who1.co.uk. We don't just to say, say who1.co.uk Who for okay. no reason. This show's been going for 11 years, and who1 have been there right from the start, more or less. And uh, so you should know by now. There's also, before I f- forget, that's really cool. It's a Matt Smith purple jacket vinyl figure in a sort of cartoon format. nine-inch figure. Uh, you can purchase from whoone.co.uk. And now I that's, can kill the master. Oh! Yeah.
2: Yes. That's strange because the show's been go- going for 13 years, not 11.
1: Lillian Robbins says, yes, my dad introduced me to Doctor Who when I was little, PBS 4th and 5th Doctor. And you know, I can actually, they're offering on Amazon uh, the opportunity to um, have as a you know, package of PBS. So, but I'd have to pay for it, which just seems like, doesn't make sense. I suppose the same as you guys having to pay for BBC America, is it? I'd have to pay for PBS. But you can get it on um on, one, as one, as well, app, since, since, since I'm a, a
2: cord cutter, I would have to pay for PBS, too.
1: Okay. Um, so I, I,
2: I don't have, although I have a uh, an, an antenna in my attic, I can't pick up the P, local PBS station. It's too far away. Uh, so <laughs> have I have a way yet? of getting PBS.
1: Have they gone online yet, PBS?
2: Yeah, you have to pay for it.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, and, and in fact, they have, a, they have a special premiere channel called um, Masterpiece Theatre PBS, and you, yeah. Yeah.
1: To, you really have to pay you for that. You do get adverts, don't you? I just I just said to myself, you don't get adverts, but of course you do. Right then. Sad things are funded, don't they? Like Discovery Plus and things like that. So I'm just trying to keep up with the cricket. Okay, so now I can kill two birds with one stone. Because ah. in ah. Doctor Who news, the first bit of news is... New Doctor Who products from Lavazzi. Oh, missed the bell again. Yay. I say, I haven't been using that bell for so long, I've forgotten how to use it. LaVazi has added four new Doctor Who related bags to its range of merchandise and, uh, associated with the show. That the would t- make Debbie very happy. She would, <laughs> if she can be bothered to show up. Um, cool. The TARDIS cross body bag is a companion to the popular TARDIS laptop bag, which launched the line of top quality bags in 2019 it takes its inspiration from the doctor's type 40 spacetime ship you can see this bit of blurb isn't written necessarily by doctor ivan uh, with its repeated tardis design inside and out the complete with a glow in the dark t- police public call box patch uh, on the front open it up and you'll find a large main section with an additional zipper pocket plus another large organiser section on the front to keep your pen, smartphone and Kirby Bartlett Sloan autographs in. Looking for some uh, secret to hide your slightly psychic paper? There's another pocket on the back of the bag, with a magnetic strip to keep things from easily falling out, like Kirby Bartlett Sloan autographs. Make, made from a, a blend of polyester and nylon, this versatile and weight sorry, lightweight bag comes with an adjustable shoulder strap, meaning it's ideal for traveling or everyday use. In fact, at 28 times 24 times 9.5 centimeters, this is a great size for a hand luggage, just in case you find yourself exploring the world without a tardis. The TARDIS cross-body bag launches alongside a set of three exclusive premium canvas tote bags, each sporting a different eye-catching design. The first bag features the fourth Doctor and Leela, played on screen by Tom Baker and Louise Jameson, who is currently in Emmerdale. Do you watch Emmerdale, Mary? No, I Um, don't. That's (laughs) that's probably the only one I don't watch. (laughs) Well, you should watch it because um, Louise Jameson has been playing Mary in the show, and oh, I, no, noticed okay. that, I noticed that uh, she's nicked your hairdo uh, for, for the time being. So you might want to watch that and maybe sue Louise Jamieson for nicking your hairdo. Uh, sorry, I'll carry on. With a lovable sidekick canine. The illustration the is by Mike Collins. Um, uh, it says 2000 AD, Uncanny and X-Men. Um, who served as the storyboard artist on numerous 12th and 13th Doctor stories, including Under the Lake, Before the Flood, The Doctor Falls and Kablam! Uh, although he's perhaps best known for his work on the Doctor Who magazine comic strip. The second bag, meanwhile, is emblazoned with an equally iconic pairing, the Tenth Doctor and Donna Noble. With David Tennant and Catherine Tate returning for three 60th anniversary specials in November 2023, it felt the perfect time to highlight one of the most memorable storylines from Series 4, The Stolen Earth- Soul and Earth Journey's End. So this design also features dialects plenty with their manacle creator, their manacle, oh, sorry, mani, mani, maniacal, sorry, uh, still, <laughs> it's still funny to use words like that, you know. um, uh, creator Davros, Julian Bleach, and uh, the terrifying Supreme Dalek, oh, it's funny, quite funny actually, not terrifying, the art on the second bag is by the excellent Anthony Dry, who whose striking work inspired much missed Chris. Achilles, and adorns the modern day target novelizations including city of death rose waters of the mars day of the doctor and Witchfinders. So rounding out this triptych of totally terrific totes is the pop art inspired tardis cubes bag which shows off the world famous police box they're trying to use different phrases <laughs> to makes me laugh because they can't say tardis twice in the same sentence um world famous police box in a colorful repeated pattern no you don't have to choose between these designs they come all together as a set each canvas bag is 38.5 centimeters high and 34.5 centimeters wide don't uh, andy what wake is up that in andy, andy wake up thank you right each canvas bag is 38. But I've done that bit, of not. Sorry. Uh, the TARDIS crossbody bag is set. Oh, sorry, and set of three tote bags are available to buy from Levazi. Is that levazi.co.uk? Yes, it is. No, Kermit. I never say that. <laughs> <laughs> Until the 23rd of August. Uh, what's the date today? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> You can still get them um, individually at davazi.co.uk. Readers of the Doctor Who News can enjoy a 10% discount on order by following the link above, which if you go to doctorwhonews.net and click on it, you won't get any discount because we've sort of expired that one. (laughs) What should have been on last week, that offer? Uh, Series Wonderful remastered Blu-ray, which we complained about last week, so now we know that's uh, the only bit of news. just while I spent some time reading it, wasn't it? Yes, that's our friends at Lavazi and Doctor Who News all together in one little bundle. There we go. Wow. Right? Yeah. Right. Let's so see if anything's coming through on the live feed before I, uh, I go and get a drink of water because my throat's going a bit dry. Uh, right then. Oh, we have. We've got Billy. Uh, he says, "Hello. I'm in London in a very loud venue, cadging Wi-Fi. Well, that's a bit worrying. Uh, I can't hear you, but I thought I'd drop in." That's, great uh, i don't recall what episode you're reviewing this week how <laughs> can you say that when you said about the wi-fi that's really weird i don't recall what episode you're reviewing this week but i'm sure it was good or maybe not much love and then he says i'll fly back to oz on tuesday back to work on wednesday isn't life wonderful well if you say so uh, and then out i suppose he means he flies out to oz so that's it that's the end of the um, stuff that's coming through in the live feed How so many views we got still got three Right. So, next week, it's the um, Rings of Akaten. Um, I remember we were having trouble figuring out how to pronounce it before we saw it. Were we? How do we think it was pronounced, then? Ak.
2: We were all... Uh, because we were commenting about the preview, and couldn't we saw the name of it but couldn't pronounce it well i i think is perfect <laughs> oh, hey mary <laughs> well that, that'll be very interesting
1: for um uh, mm. next week yes okay we are to... doing it next week i don't think so yeah. okay. I'm pretty well, sure well, i said me... that I've, unless i get a booking or something uh, uh, um, that i'm not expecting then... adam we hang by a slender thread according
3: to your calendar
1: do we Yes, what's, we what's, never, from week to week, you have
3: to let us oh, know. Oh yeah, we have to
1: stick, we'll stick with the, the slender thread as you go. So anyway, uh, what we watched this week, I don't, I've been watching, um, there's a documentary, uh, I might have mentioned last week uh, about DC Comics as a documentary series, it's very good, very good, sort of like a companion to the Stan Lee one I may have mentioned before. Um, if anybody's in the UK, that's on Sky Documentaries it may be available in the us on another format but what i do like about both the stan lee one and the dc one is that although marvel is a rival of dc and vice versa they 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 really like each other and i think that's really quite nice in this day and age um yes they do different things they have different sort of outlook on on the world of uh, graphic novels and comics but they they admire each other, like each other, but just still do their own thing. And I think that's that. But it's a really good series. It, you would have think they could stretch it out to four episodes, but they have done. And they've done it very, very well indeed. And it's lovely to see Linda Carter looking absolutely stunning. I may have mentioned that last week. Um, there's things I need to watch, like the the Picard series and and, and uh, Star Trek: um, Strange New Worlds. Uh, but I've been um, I, I've got to a stage in my uh, sort of writing in regards to the family history stuff that i'm sort of quite engaged in because i've been seeing stuff because the the thing i'm writing is not it's sort of family history but it's also world history intertwined with it so the bits where that's, that's because you're related to everyone in the world no no it's not yeah. oh, no, i know your relatives is ruling really yeah, yeah, that, but that's history. not quite how it works it because I don't know if people are in it, I'm not, I don't know how I'm related to them. I'm still going to write about them. It's like, for instance, we went to see HMS Victory, We went to the Portsmouth and um, Historic Dockyard a couple of days ago to see HMS Victory, the Mary Rose, and uh, HMS Warrior. We meant to see a few other bits and bobs, but there wasn't a time uh, within the day to fit it in. Now, um, the story of HMS Victory itself is quite interesting. But when um, you read contemporary. Um, Accounts of of Victory's career as a ship and its early career as a legendary ship, bearing in mind when Queen Victoria, or Princess Victoria, as she was, first visited it, it had only been out of service for about 10 years and it had another, you know, 150, 200 years or what, it's nearly 200 years since she went to visit it the first time and it's been an iconic sort of... Um, what do you call it, a, a tourist attraction all that time, just because off of the front, of the Britons were so proud of, of it being a flagship of the Battle of Trafalgar. Um, so going in to victory and, and, and seeing it and you know, being part of that, I know I've seen it a few times in the past, but it was a long time ago. And the Mary Rose itself, uh, I've always wanted to see the Mary Rose artifacts and the ship itself with my naked eye, because I remember seeing it being brought up from the Solent, when I was at home in probably 1982, on the telly. Of course, it's been locked away all that time, and quite recently it's, they stopped squirting it with water. So to actually be there and see this this actual Tudor ship, you know, you can see the size of it, and you can look at the decks and imagine... They, they're very clever because they project these... Um, I was saying what I watched this week. This is what I watched. <laughs> they project like uh, scenes within the um, the ship itself to give a feel of uh, what it was like uh, working on it. Um, but I was there with the family. It was Owen and Isabella and, and Deb, and I couldn't linger long enough. We were in there for two hours, but I could have gone back around and just read all the little um, sort of articles about the the stuff and the the, the, the finds that they have found within the wreck and, and the site itself. It's an absolutely brilliant um, thing to go to. So if you get a chance and you're interested in the archaeology or history or whatnot, uh, if you want to go to Portsmouth, don't go to that horrible football club that's there. Go to the the naval, uh, sorry, the sorry, Portsmouth Historic Dockyard and visit the Mary Rose bit. Brilliant. But we went to the HMS Warrior, which I've never heard of, never seen. It's an amazing ship. So um, that was really, really good fun. Uh, off the back of that i, I did a bit of uh, enhanced history on h m s victory within uh, the article i 'm writing the pamphlet i 'm writing about family history uh, it doesn 't have any reference to whether my family went to it. They probably did um, but it's um, it 's just because it 's part of history there 's other bits i 'm going to insert I want to put in um, you know the, the the American presidents when they were appointed and when they weren't appointed or when they were assassinated or whatnot, because I think it's all part of the world history and it's what people may have been talking or my family members may have been talking about at that time because news gets around, doesn't it? But um, yeah, I'm finding that really good fun at the moment. And and there's a a website called find my past, which has an array of newspaper articles. And I've found some very interesting stuff within that about my family My ancestors, sorry, uh, that sort of enhanced them as people... Uh, so you can say, well, so-and-so d- was born here, they they had a career doing this, and they put adverts in newspapers for about 40 years, and it just brings them a bit more to life, you know, because without them, I wouldn't be here, and there wouldn't be a podcast, would there? Let's face it. Anyway, so I haven't watched a great deal, uh, deal of stuff. Me and Deb have been watching the Richard Hammond series on Discovery+, Plus, but um, that's been at the forefront of my mind, obviously uh, I've been off this week. Deb's been unwell the second half of the holiday, and I was unwell the first half of the holiday. But, um That's basically it. What about you then, Kirby? I'll probably start remembering stuff now. As soon as Kirby starts talking, I start remembering stuff I've watched, so carry on. The
2: the main thing that I watched was uh sat down with uh the Geek Daughter and finished uh Secret Invasion. We we binged it.
1: Oh yeah, I watched that. I told you that, didn't I? I Yeah. Yeah, so that was the main thing. Okay. Is that it? that's not, not going to remind me of anything well, i'm currently watching the final of the 100 which is a cricket competition which is a bit like baseball it is 100 balls uh, and uh, uh slogging and trying to score as many runs as you can but it's really really good uh, version of cricket it's a version of cricket even mary would like talking of mary you know i just read a fairly extensive article about how
3: cricket is becoming a bigger sport in the US than any other US sports that there are teams you know they're clustered wherever there are you know the, the a lot of indian pakistani people mm. um live um, you know, in Texas and New York and out um, in California and and all that, but I guess there's, the stadiums that they're building for it are huge, yeah. and mm-hmm. a lot of the clubs um, actually have names um, that start with like Mumbai Independent, yeah. but then it's like oh, Mumbai Independent New York.
1: The thing is about cricket, Mary, is that but it, um,
3: yeah, but it's really growing, yeah, and that's what and I'm because... saying.
1: The thing about cricket, if you don't, if you like, just don't want any, don't want, don't want to know, it's boring. But if you actually watch it and understand how the scoring it's quite a simple scoring system you get a boulder ball you hit the thing the the ball try and avoid the fielders score runs it's a very simple game in that way but it's but the article talks about how how extensive this game really is that it can go on for hours and hours Ah. but but the 100 doesn't The 100 basically they've got 100 deliveries and the, the the batting team has to score as many runs as they can within that 100 deliveries so basically it, it's probably about a three or four hour game at the most sometimes it can be an hour if the, the team gets bowled out quickly um but i had no idea cricket.
3: that it had such a, a large uh you know foothold in the u.s
2: well <laughs> I, figured, yeah, yeah. I i i uh, was out shopping with fred yesterday uh we had heard of a new japanese grocery store so we went to to go and check it out. And right next door to this Japanese grocery store was, uh, this place called Atlanta cricket zone, which has batting lanes inside.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mention that the cricket world cup last time, which I think when England won, um, the U S has a, a, a team in, within that, that tournament. Um, and Ireland had a team, Scotland had a team because England is basically the British team, but now Ireland and, and Scotland have their own <clears throat> teams, a, a detached from England uh and Ireland now have a, a test side which they've never had before recent is because test cricket is is very sort of um well enclosed. and that's the, one that I that
3: the test cricket is the one that I read can go on and on yeah, for five several day.
1: Hours. it's a five-day event basically they, they yeah, bat, five they bat for two okay, two innings two innings each um, but, but a lot of the time being in Britain, of course, they, they get rained off and they're not able to complete the matches. But in the hotter countries like India, Australia, they're quite comfortable in being able to complete complete the matches because they can't play in the rain because obviously the, the ball is bowled onto a grassy strip. And of course, if it gets too wet, then the ball won't bounce, will it? <laughs> so. yeah, well, a, a test
3: cricket match, because it can go on for days, you know, they fill up all the hotels and... Yeah. and the, the cities love having, you know, hosting these
1: events. <laughs> can you imagine though? You got you're in, the, you're in the in the crowd at a Test cricket match. You just sat back, you're enjoying. You have got a beer. You might have a sandwich. You can see the yeah. action going on. That the the crowd are all friendly and having banter. The fielders are quite near you, so you can have, you can even talk to the fielders, have a laugh with them. It's an absolutely wonderful family environment. At a cricket match, it, it, it's it's not just the sport itself. It's just the atmosphere and the experience of of being part of it. And when it's a really good match as well, it's it's just the best. It really is.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, it was a revelation to me reading about it and it actually sounds like, you know, well, this could be fun. I am glad to see that it's growing in the US it like it is. Well, in fact, they are converting massively. there are there are like um lower level baseball stadiums yeah. that have been bought and are being converted, converted into yeah. um cricket match Brandy. stadiums, but they're being gr- greatly enlarged
1: yeah, yeah. because Yeah, be. uh, <laughs> you know,
3: you know I'm I was just blown away reading about it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad so. you brought it up because I wanted to bring to to mention to you how I'm you know in my yeah. uh, uh
1: ignorant way being educated on on what a great sport cricket <laughs> it is a great be. sport I a mean, women's cricket is also um being brought up to on a level with men's cricket now which is a nice thing in this country that they're showing they've got the women's 100 the men's 100 they'll have a whole day at the at the cricket ground wherever these games have been played so the first match will be the women's match which will go from say 11 a.m to 3 p.m and then the men's match will start at 4 p.m and go to about 8 or 9 p.m stuff like that so uh fully integrated men and women's cricket which is great really good anyway uh, did you watch anything this week
3: Uh, uh well i'm always watching uh baseball i'm watching a game now oh, yeah. uh finally today my team is uh, is ahead hopefully they'll win because they're against a pretty tough team um the toronto blue jays you know are the the team that the cleveland team is against so anyway um yeah that, that's mostly what i'm watching um and I'm doing a lot of reading. I told you last week I was reading The Horns of Nymon and, and I finished that. Um, I'm still in the middle of um you know this eight hundred page tome um called The Dreaming Void. It's a wonderful science fiction thing and it it's the first it's the first book of a three book trilogy and if and they're all this big, so I'll be at it for quite a while. Um oh and I did listen to some big finish. Um I i'm in the middle of um, a a box set of the third doctor and uh and who used to be joe you know now now it's called the return of joe jones um and it's the third doctor uh landing in modern times so he meets up with joe jones because that's her married name um and katie manning does a great job Uh, they finally let her do um her companion in like today's voice as opposed to how she has to work so hard to do her young voice whenever she she does. Yeah, she does a great young voice, but she says it's been a real strain. So she's really happy doing, you know, a current um, version
1: of of, of, um, Joe. And
3: stories are are kind of uneven. The first one I wasn't too crazy about. The second one uh, I'm in the middle of and I'm enjoying um, a lot more, but I'm not a third Doctor fan, so it's a lot for me to say that I'm actually enjoying these, <laughs> um, because it's the the second story, which is a lot better, uh, harkens back to the um, uh, the environmental theme, you know, where he says goodbye to Joe and what is it, the Green Menace? Is yeah. that what it was called?
1: The Green Death.
3: The Green Death, yeah. Let's go with Green so,
1: Menace, so that's the American version, Kirby. Okay. <laughs>
3: But it harkens back to that because they're up against some very militant um environmentalists and all that and, and so she gets to share her experience and wisdom from ha- for having been an environmental activist all these years with her husband who is, you know, now dead. But um, you know, so she, she comes across, you know, very strong and, and really good in this one. So so that's good. Um what else Uh, listening to some other big finish stories but they're all pretty old so i don't know one is called the one doctor which is what uh, it goes back to like the early days of big finish Um, this is in in their first like 50 stories um the one doctor is the story that that is said to have inspired the um um, the Christmas episode that we saw with the 10th doctor, um, where there's a, uh, another doctor impersonating the doctor yeah. and who has a companion. Um, and it's all done very humorously, you know, but everybody is in love with this fake doctor. And so the real doctor, um, who is, is the six, uh, 60 is, is the, the real doctor. Yeah. He and Mel travel back or travel forward or wherever they travel to, um, who who have an encounter um so so it's it's kind of fun there's a lot of laughs in it um but that whole idea of somebody else you know taking the the blame and the fame you know for being the doctor it, it was the inspiration for the um that christmas episode anyway so that's um that's pretty much what i'm listening to and reading and all that
1: do you know um, the the last comment that Billy said on on the live feed was out, and then we started talking about cricket, which I thought was quite funny, really. Maybe he, he sort of foresaw it. Uh, Terry Michael I says, just I just I just Googled cricket near me, uh-oh. and I had to I had to change it slightly
2: because uh, it brought up lots of uh, cell phone things because oh. there's a cell phone company <laughs> called Cricket. <laughs> yeah, uh, but there is a five. Uh, there's there's a cricket field. A cricket complex, uh, about ten miles away from me, mm. between me and Chattanooga, mm. and
1: they've got five fields there. Wow, wow!
0: It's in Cartersville, surprise, Georgia. Especially did, uh,
1: down in the south, I'm a bit surprised. Um, well,
3: no, the south is actually where a lot of Indians yeah. and Pakistanis have settled oh, of because. Course,
2: of the, yeah. The weather is so much closer to Indian Pakistani weather. The, the, the inauguration of our five cricket fields at Paramveer sports complex in Cartersville went well with the blessing of Bhagwan Samyaranya.
1: <laughs> so, well, for anybody so, in the U.S. it's interesting cricket. There is a website called um, usacricket.org. Um, yes. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, I'm mean, imagining R- Remember, country, I I tried population. cricket
2: once a long time ago, uh, shortly after I saw
1: the Fifth Doctor. <laughs> no, I see. Oh, I see. I've oh, got you. I understand why now.
3: Did you so. see any uh, names of the teams that are near you?
2: Um, uh, no. I'm sure it's on here
1: somewhere. Okay. OK, well, it does say here that uh, in 2018, the U.S. men's team was promoted to Division Two of the World Cricket League for the first time. Uh, 2019, USA qualified for the inaugural series, sorry, season of, of its replacement, the ICC Cricket World Cup League Two, uh, which I think eventually led for it competing in the World Cup proper. But yeah, I yeah think here's that's a, the most uh, a YouTube video well. of
2: Belmont. the Bangladesh uh, Legends versus the Atlanta Fire cricket club yeah that was last month
1: here think, in atlanta i think there's a big cricket club in in la but there's also the most famous american cricket club the belmont cricket club uh, it was in uh, philadelphia welcome yeah. to the 20 megabyte cricket <laughs> Why not? it's about time because what um uh what's his name what uh, terry Miles says is andy will hate he missed you talking about cricket yes that's why uh, i said wake uh, up andy earlier on in the show right there so like i said next week we're going to be, I presume you're done. Sorry, Mary. I presume you're done. You're having it. Uh, next week, uh, if indeed I don't get booked out for the Sunday, blah, 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 uh, we'll be looking at the Rings of Akka 10. All right. Or, um, to get the number right, the Rings of Akka 11. No, that's 12, isn't it? No, yeah, it's 12 next. Uh, yeah, the Rings this, of Akka 11. This will Acre be 11. interesting
2: because I was not on podcast. Oh, dear.
1: was, When, you, oh, when okay. you
2: last discussed it, I was... I was. Uh, in yes. I was in New York
1: State. Oh, okay. So we until were, then, uh, thank we were you for listening, scouting watching and taking the... part in the show. Until next time. Goodbye.
2: Good <laughs> Goodbye, fancy pants. Bye. I'm
1: not gonna say scarecrow. The 20 megabyte Doctor Who podcast is an APV services production sponsored by whoone.co.uk and lavazi.co.uk. We are proud members of the Doctor Who podcast alliance. Doctor Who is a trademark of the BBC. No copyright infringement intended. The music on this podcast is covered by limited online music license from PRS for Music license reference l e zero zero three zero five one two